We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of... Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 175. On this episode, we've got some news, and we'll be talking about recent episodes of Revolution, New Girl, Happy Endings, Doctor Who, and the season finale of The Walking Dead, plus some TV on DVD picks. You can find the full show notes with time codes for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 175. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week I have joining me... I'm Stephanie from tvrewindpodcast.com. I am Jason Hughes from... Um, the Huffington Post and the um, AntennaFree.tv podcast. <laughs> Remember where to put the dot. On, it's important. On, on that one. That's right. And uh, and you, I'll have uh, links to where you can find them both online uh, in the show notes. And uh, thank you uh, both uh, for uh, joining me. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm happy to be back. And uh, since this is uh, Jason's uh, first time on the podcast, uh, we always ask the first-time guests if they would uh, give us a little background on uh, you know s- some of the shows that originally got them uh, hooked as uh, big TV fans and uh, how they got into uh, writing and podcasting about TV. So, uh, All right. Uh, I had kind of a strange TV upbringing because I wasn't allowed to watch TV as a child until I negotiated with my mother to let me watch Quantum Leap. So that became my first TV show. And um, as a, so I read a lot of books and I read a lot of science fiction books. So that's where I've kind of always gravitated towards those things. When I got into college and I was on my own, I exploded and I watched Star Trek and Babylon 5 and all kinds of, you know, sci-fi. And, but what got me into writing about TV, actually, other than the love of science fiction, was, was reality television, Survivor and American Idol, because those were shows people wanted to talk about. And I wanted to talk about, so then I started writing about them because then more people would talk to you about them and and somehow it became something I could actually make a career out of. I don't know how. When I look back, it doesn't make any sense, but here I am. And then because um, I started doing the podcasting about TV with um, Joel Keller, who's actually my partner on Antenna Free TV, at um, the old TV squad, and we just had a lot of fun doing it. We were just playing around back then just to see if it would be something that would work. But we had so much fun doing it that even after TV squad folded, we brought it back and, and have been doing it on our own because um, probably like you guys, we just love to talk. <laughs> yeah, the, the TV podcast is a great way to talk about uh, the shows that got you you know, really thinking about something that you know in the past week or whatever or – Exactly. And then you're like, I don't know if anybody's listening, but I'm having fun. <laughs> but at least, you know, you have a couple people to talk with uh, on the on the podcast. I mean, that's the original reason that I, uh, you know, got into doing the podcast for me was, I mean, I have friends, but none of them watch as much TV as I do. Oh, or, yeah. I'm with you there. And many of my <laughs> friends don't watch, that do watch, don't watch the same things that I do. And so right. I don't really have a lot of people to talk about you know some of the shows that i watch so like the idea of doing a weekly podcast was like oh yeah you can bring people on talk to them about uh the best shows and uh yeah that's a it's been a been a lot of fun and uh and this will be a little less confusing than when i was a guest on your podcast since i'll be the host instead of your podcast partner being the host and he had to call between two Jasons and try and figure it out. That is true. I'll at least know who you're asking <laughs> that, about. <laughs> that was, uh, I need to find another Jason that, that, uh, writes about TV and bring him on and have 
just have three Jasons on the podcast one time. <laughs> that that would be pretty funny. <laughs> just change the name to Jason times three for <laughs> yeah. one episode. That's right. Uh, it'd be yeah the the J the JX three podcast. Uh. <laughs> All right, and with uh, with that, uh, we'll uh, jump into the. Uh, we got a few news items here. The first thing on the list is uh, CBS. Uh, they've basically renewed practically everything. It's almost easier to go through the things that haven't been renewed <laughs> than the things that have. And uh, those are uh, uh, like rules of engagement, uh, criminal minds, but that's likely to come back. They're just in contract negotiations. Um, uh, Golden Boy hasn't been renewed, and that's likely not to. Uh, and then uh, what else is there on their uh, – CSI New York is hanging, I think, still. Yeah, CSI New York is still kind of hanging out there, and it and so is Vegas. It kind of, I think that one's made yeah. sort of depend on how Vegas if Vegas does anything on Friday nights when it comes uh, back to Friday nights, and then Two and a Half Men is still uh, in contract negotiations, but that's likely to come back as well. I, I, I find it hilarious that this is the way CBS does these announcements. <laughs> um, I, I seem to remember the past few years, they're like, eh, we don't care. They just throw it out because it's like, we're number one. We renew everything. Everything we do is right. You know, they're like King Midas sitting on top of the TV throne. So it's just funny to me. It's like, don't even get excited about which shows are coming back because, eh, they're all coming back. Just just enjoy yourself. Sit back, relax. You're old people. You can't handle stress. So we'll just tell you all at once. Well, that's true. Every year they cancel a couple of shows that would be hits on other networks. Like oh yeah, they, absolutely. If, if they drew the same numbers at, you know, if they could actually draw that same numbers on the other network. Yeah, NBC really should be sitting there outside the CBS building waiting to just poach their canceled shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, pretty much uh pretty much everything so, you know, if you're if you've gotten into, you know, some of the new shows like Elementary and stuff like that, those are that's going to be back and which uh, I'm I'm glad that'll be back. And uh the next thing on the list is uh, uh, Lifetime has canceled America's Most Wanted after sort of saving it for a season after Fox canceled it the previous season. Uh, Nobody talked about it on Lifetime. Yeah, it. I don't know. I don't. I guess it's. I mean, it sort of fit with you know some of the Lifetime does a lot of those movies based off of the, you know sort of the that's true the, all these different crimes and stuff like that. So it seemed to sort of fit. Uh, that it would it would kind of fit in there that you'd be on on their network, but you never really you never really heard about it like or saw anything about when it was on or anything. That they should have done reenactments of all the crimes with like Judith Light and and their stable of of women actresses to retell the stories, and then it would have been more dynamic. Yeah, I guess they're working on doing something else with John Walsh, but uh, but it looks like America's Most Wanted after twenty five years might actually be uh, be gone. And the last thing on the list, which uh, uh, I, I'm happy about, uh, Sci-Fi has renewed a continuum for a second season, which is one of those weird things. It's like, has did Sci-Fi renew it, or did the cable, or did the the Canadian station that produces it? That, that's renew never it? clear. They, they did the same thing with Lost Girl. They renewed Lost Girl. I was like, did you renew it, or did Showcase renew it? What ha- yeah. what's happening here? Or it, did it get renewed and then you agreed to air it over here? <laughs> like. But, and I think I think I remember the timeline for Continuum was it got renewed in Canada like months ago, and then I think Sci-Fi just was like, yeah, we'll, we'll take it too. Yeah, I you think know. they finally. I think they saw the numbers. It did pretty well for them, and you know, it, it's 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 one of those to me. It's it's a no-brainer type of thing. If it's going to continue to 
to you know be made without you. you know? Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't pick it up. <laughs> why why not pick it up and fill out you know some per- some portion of your schedule like they've done with Lost Girl? Uh, just seems to make sense. It's a strange little show. Yeah, I I thought they did a pretty good job of you know time travel can always be tricky, and I thought it was sort of an interesting approach. Uh, I, I I like the suit. I like the you know it actually it got better as it went along because it I I actually quit watching it about four episodes in even though they kept piling up on the DVR, and then I just read something about it. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll go back to see if it got better because I think I was getting bored, and and the action really started picking up, and um, it, it should be right up my alley because you know Quantum Leap being my first TV <laughs> experience, that's right, um, and yeah, it, it got a lot better and the characters. I think started to breathe a little more. So I was able to connect with them in a way that made me care, which is really the, the way to hook me onto a show. Yeah. And I, I think, care about yeah, the people. I think the second half of the season also started to bring in more of the mythology of the show and a little more yeah. background that, you know, you finally had gotten so that you, you know, you sort of started to understand who, who these people were now and then right. and, and everything. And so I think that worked, uh, the renewal announcement helps as well because then you have a little faith you'll get to something. <laughs> yeah, that the, the last thing you uh, – the, the, not the last thing you're going to see is just her on the back of the boat as it's floating away. Exactly. It's like, oh, OK, thanks. <laughs> of course, if you're a sci-fi fan, you're used to being left hanging. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's almost a tradition. Yeah, that's right. All right. So we'll jump into uh, prime time. And uh, the first show on our list is uh, – the Return of Revolution, uh, Season 1, Episode 11, The Stand, which was the long-awaited mid-season premiere, which I guess, Stephanie, you don't, you haven't been watching uh, Revolution? I quit watching Revolution after the first couple episodes, but I did watch this one, and it was pretty good. It didn't make me want to start watching again, but it had some good action, and there were things <laughs> that got resolved that I had been wondering about when I first started watching it and then I got frustrated that they weren't doing it so that was some, some good revolution um, revelations that were happening and some good plot points got picked up that I wondered if they were going to ever pick them up so that was good What do you think Jason? Uh, first of all I'll be really honest I was I was terrified that the show was going to come back and, and six people were going to watch it <laughs> just because that's what happens And some, but the power of the voice lifted it um, I, I saw a lot of good things and then some things I was a little bit worried about um, this is actually the one show right now I'm, I'm reviewing on a weekly basis over at the Huffington Post. So I was very invested in this episode because obviously I want the show to work because that's p- part of my gig. But um, <laughs> I, I I appreciated that the action picked up. I actually thought uh, killing the brother was a good idea because that, that plot was dragging so bad. You know, we're going to traipse across the country and we're going to save him. And it was a lot of pouting and whining and complaining. And it was just really annoying. So getting, you know, Elizabeth Mitchell's character out of the compound, getting them with a new mission and and real danger. The helicopters was a nice touch for the real danger. The only thing that worried me was when uh, she says, oh, well, I can get weapons, too. And I happen to have another medallion and then we'll have these rocket launchers. And suddenly I got worried that they now have these medallions that they can use as a crutch to have power anytime they want if the writers get lazy. So that scares me a little. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting there to see what they'll actually do with the pendants and, and knowing that there's more of them out there and, and uh, you know, who gets control of them first and, and what this uh, – uh, I'm blanking on the guy's name, but the guy that showed up at the end at Monroe's that, uh, you know, that all the people with the pendants seem to be afraid oh. of. 
Yeah, I the, forgot his name too. The, the former, <laughs> the former government guy that uh, that is trying yeah. to get access to something on you know in some you know in some place uh, uh, that obviously has something to do with uh, getting the power back up or something, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how they work that in. The one thing I thought was interesting was Randall. watching his name yeah, Randall. Randall, that's right. <laughs> the one thing I thought that was interesting watching this episode was that it really seemed like they went, you know, we'd had a lot of people watching it, but these were the handful of things they were complaining about, so we're just going to get rid of all those things. <laughs> you know, and start and head off oh, in yeah. another direction and as as a, as a reset button, it did a really good job and it, it- more than most shows, you know, they take a long hiatus. And a lot of people talk about, the, you know, shows that do retooling. And this one really seems like it it did good retooling. It, I feel like it's going to go in a, in a more compelling direction as a, as a drama. So in that regard, the, the, the gap seems to have worked. Yeah, in the future, you know, how far it goes, you know, when you have these different series where people go, I want to, you know, get in. I didn't watch it. I want to get in on it. Do it, you know. Do I need to start at the beginning? Do I need to... And for this one, I think you could go, well, you could watch episode one, episode 10. And then, oh, absolutely. That's what I was just going to say. You, you then, skip, <laughs> skip eight, skip eight episodes because that's how bad it was. And then head on, you know, in, into the, the where it looks like they, you know, the whole new direction that they've decided to go. In, uh, I think the only thing that happens in those middle eight episodes is, hey, here's Nora. She's a buddy of uh, Miles's. Or, and you're like, OK, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, you get yeah, you get a, a little you know a few things of backstory and stuff like that. Uh, but uh, I really, well, or, or maybe just watch the scenes with Giancarlo Esposito. Don't yeah. skip those scenes. Yeah, you, yeah, <laughs> you could you could do well with that. Uh, the thing that the thing the things that still bother me about the show is uh, their ability to travel really fast. <laughs> like they, you don't really get a, a sense of how much t- you know. You know that time has passed. Uh, but you don't right. really get a sense of how much time has passed from when they're leaving one place and arriving someplace else, and like how much time it seemed. Well, yeah, I mean, without without power, the world should be like the old west big again. Yeah, you know, it seemed like Miles and uh, and Rachel were gone just you know briefly to get the weapons, <laughs> and that it wasn't. That yeah, that was weird. I was like, that must have been down the street. Yeah, it wasn't that far from where the uh, you know the main uh, group uh, you know that was trying to stand up to Monroe was, you know, housed. Uh, they well, see, must not have been that far away. That she, she had a medallion and she put it in like a hot sports car and she was able to fire it up and take off. <laughs> yeah, no, that was a little, that was weird to me because I was, I thought it was awfully convenient that wherever this safe house was, it had to be really close, even at, on horseback. Yeah, it just seems like some of, some of the time, yeah, I get lost a little bit in how much like time is really taking, taking place. Uh, because really, you know, I it had to have been months, you know, over the period of time from the begin- first episode to the tenth episode. But it really seemed like it was just it just took them a few days to really get across, <laughs> right? To get across the half the you know what would be half the United States, and uh, but I think they that's because nobody ever had to shave. <laughs> yeah. I think they've done a good job though of of sort of renewing my interest. I wasn't totally worried about it you know dying as much as other shows had in the past because it wasn't dying before the long break many of the other shows that you know uh the flash forwards and stuff like that oh, that, yeah. 
that uh, you know that died. I think invasion the, is one of them. Yeah, that died after the long, after a long break like this. They were dwindling fast in their first, you know, in their first few episodes, and the long break just completely killed it. Right. Uh, and so this was still doing well, you know, going into the end. So I wasn't that worried that it would, uh, that it would, you know, just like completely die off. But I think it, it has the chance if they, you know, ratchet up the action a little bit, and if they actually give you some background, because, uh, you know, they had a pretty long trip, and yet they're almost at their destination when somebody, I guess, finally asks, you know, what's the deal with these pendants and the power. Yeah, and no, she's like, none of that was important. And she's like, uh, now's not the time. And you're like, you know, what about the last like four days? You know, no, no, that, that wasn't the time either. You know, we had stuff to do. We were walking and then we had to get some food. We had to sleep. Yeah, there was no time for idle chit chat. Yeah. <laughs> about the most important thing in the yeah, world. Yeah, I mean, there really should be a, a, a massive discussion about this. Wait, there's power? What? How does? Tell me everything you know about this. That's right. But yeah, that's uh, that. So that's revolution. Uh, it's a, uh, it's back, and I'm. It's back and looking healthy, which yeah. you, you know NBC is so happy about. Yeah, this is yeah. This they have the potential of. Granted, they don't have uh, the the boost of uh, Sunday night football, but you know, they have the potential of going from like, you know, worst to first to worst back to, back to close to first again. Yeah. They're, they're going to send an email to Univision going, suck it. We beat you. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a heck of a roller coaster ride. Oh yeah. But that, you know, that, that, it always reminds me whenever that happens and then it's all relying so much on one or two shows. It just reminds me of ABC with who wants to be a millionaire. And I just get, you know, obviously you can't do that with revolution, but, you know, if if they play this right, they could use this show if they don't go heroes route and destroy it. You know, by making it terrible, yeah. they could use it to to rebuild their network. You know, if maybe next season, uh, bring it back if it's still strong, and then separate it from the Voice after a few weeks and try and get some traction elsewhere on the schedule. We'll see if they do it, but that's that's kind of the thing they need to try. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, the Mondays and Tuesdays just sunk. When yeah. the voice disappeared, yeah, I mean, and even when the voice came back, all those Monday and Tuesday shows that everybody was watching the beginning of the year, they all perked back up. Like everybody's like, "Oh, those are still on." Yeah, <laughs> but apparently, without the voice, they can't watch them. Yeah, which is still a a weird. Uh, I guess there's still a good portion of people that that like watch one thing and then you know, and then watch the just the next thing that's on. Right. Well, you you turn on the TV and the remote falls in between the couch cushions and you can't find it. And you're yeah. like, yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll watch just the new sit here. All right, the next show on the list is uh, New Girl, uh, Season 2, Episode 20, Chicago. And so, Stephanie, what do you think about uh, New Girl this season and uh, this episode in particular? I think New Girl has been really fantastic this year. And and you and Amory talked about it in the last episode that you were just really excited about that kind of how they're just have new energy with this new season or this end of the season and I really am enjoying where they're going with it and I thought it was a really good balanced episode of being heartwarming and not completely all just funny but there was a lot of good moments in there where we got to see that Jess really wanted to be there for Nick she wanted to be very supportive and his mom was 
just very objectionable about she being there. But at the end, she warmed up to her being around to help him. And I thought that was really a, a nice thing. And we also got to see that Nick was the most stable person in his, in his family, which yeah, is was, kind of shocking. That was great. <laughs> and um, I thought it was a really great episode. It was very yeah, enjoyable. I, I love the, the character Nick Kroll had for his brother because you just never know. Like, there's clearly something wrong with that guy, but you don't know quite what it is. Like, is, is, is he have, like, a medical problem or is he just, like, what would happen if Nick went completely off the rails? Um, so, yeah, I, I loved the dynamic of the family. And the fact that Nick came across, first of all, it, it spoke a lot to why Nick is the way he is, because they all just rely on him. It's like, mm-hmm. I guess, Arrested Development. If uh, Jason Bateman's character, I have bad at names, I'm losing them all, um, were to just go crazy from the pressure, that's apparently what happened to Nick. He just went crazy from the pressure of take care of everything. So it was nice to get that layers to him. They just need to get to Winston and give him some layers. <laughs> yeah, the the uh, the previous episode was one of the funniest episodes of the series. I I couldn't stop laughing at that episode. And then, you know, they followed it up with one of these episodes that goes into a little more dramatic territory, but yet still had, you know, like Jess dressing up as uh, <laughs> as Elvis. And I still want to know where she got an Elvis suit that fit her. <laughs> because it, it, I think we were supposed to believe it was the same costume. <laughs> yeah, I know. Except that uh, that other dude was huge. <laughs> yeah, she is very tiny, and she wasn't drowning. No, we didn't in, believe it for a second in the suit. <laughs> uh, that, but her doing uh, Elvis was was pretty funny. Maybe this is a revelation that there's layers to Jess we don't know. She just happens to always have an Elvis costume on her. <laughs> yeah. You know, a quick. A quick re resewing job or something. I don't know. Maybe she got some really some really good skills there. There you go. She's talented. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I liked uh, Nick's mom and seeing that side of Nick. And you know, you definitely could see why he is the way he is now. And uh, but also just like trying to be helpful, but always it not coming off right. Mm-hmm. And uh, until. Uh, you know, the very end when the mom comes around, you know, and packs her a snack and, and, uh, but I, my favorite line was at the end when he, as you were talking about his brother, where his mom tells Nick to, uh, call more often so that he, she's not just stuck talking to his brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was really good. But I think they're having a, a, a fantastic season. I mean, other than they really need to, They've tried some with Winston, but it just doesn't really go anywhere. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> I think it's because they get the other three characters so much, it's easy to just fall back on them and just have him tag along with whatever yeah. the, their story of the week is. Yeah, and that's what he sees. He seems to always be a supporting player, and but when they've tried with him and some little things, it's like they're almost there where they could get a real character out of him, and then they just abandon it and move on. And the next time they try something, it's something totally different. So they they just for whatever reason they don't know what to do with that guy. Yeah, he, he, and he's he, he's a funny actor. There's no reason not to try. Yeah, he's gone from you know being a nanny to now working at a sports radio station. But yet you don't really see much of that anymore, really, uh, other than you know that he still works there. Right. I guess because they they know Nick and Jess are the heart of the show, and then Schmidt was the breakout character last season, and they're like, well, that's it. We're all out of time. <laughs> yeah, we're. <laughs> 
But it just seems uh, occasionally you could work in a, a better story than him being on a search for a condom in his girlfriend's, you know, <laughs> sweatpants. I mean, that that's right. that's what that's what ended up being like a Winston centric storyline a few episodes ago. And you're like, really, that's 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 it. That's, that's what they've got. <laughs> that, that's all you've got there. Maybe season three will be the season of Winston. Yeah, they'll, fi- they'll finally figure something out by the end of of uh, of this season. But the the uh, the next uh, the next one on our list is Happy Endings, which uh, unfortunately didn't do very well on a Friday night uh, in its new time slot, and it might not be around. So maybe season three of New Girl will be the season of Coach, <laughs> where. You know, I, I actually was wondering if that's what they're going to do is, is just go, well, we give up on Winston, we'll bring Coach back. Uh, but anyways, uh, the, the two episodes that aired this uh, past Friday were Season 3, Episode 14, uh, In the Heat of the Noche, and Episode 15, The Straight Dope, which uh, both were uh, uh, both were very funny. Uh, it really bummed me out that they that both episodes pulled in half of what Last Man Standing and Malibu Country pulled in in the same time period the previous week. Granted, those were the season finale episodes that might get a little bit of a bump. That but, doesn't uh, matter. But still, they <laughs> it they, doesn't make it better. <laughs> but there's not that. It was you know literally half. And the other thing that really bothered me was that people that watched the first half hour, less of them watch the second half hour i'm like really like yeah significantly less it was mm-hmm. yeah it went from like a, a 0.7 rating to like a 0.4 or 5 or something they were just mad because tim, tim allen wasn't on <laughs> <laughs> but you're like it's I, it's like okay you go last man standing to malibu country okay you stop watching but if you're watching happy endings you don't watch a second episode of happy endings like i don't i don't get that I, I will say that the episodes, especially the first one, was a little inaccessible to new viewers. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they were looking for new viewers on Friday or if thinking the old viewers would follow. But it was a pretty dense episode. And then, you know, being two months out from the last one, it was very much tied to what had been going before. And that was – I was watching it going, I, I could see this turning off new viewers to where they're like, this is really weird. A lot of inside jokes. And it's, it's, it just came across very strange. You know, if you're a fan, you loved it, but I could see, you know, the the Nochitussin thing and just all of it being bizarre. <laughs> what do you think, Stephanie? I really enjoyed the episodes a lot. And, you know, uh, it's true that you have to really have been watching all the time to understand what was going on. But I thought the interaction with with all the characters in each of the episodes was really great. Uh, Max had some amazing storylines in the second episode and um, him with Penny in the first episode was just hilarious of them just getting so doped up on that medicine and then trying to not text. I thought that was a kind of a brilliant thing to try to do. And it was really funny. Yeah. I, that's the the stuff I like about the show where it's like the explanation of where she got this from, you know, <laughs> that it goes <laughs> Where it just keeps going backwards and backwards of where it's been banned, you know, and it's, it's right. not good. And uh, you know the the joke that just keeps getting deeper and deeper as they as they go along. And but yeah, the yeah the show's just funny. Uh, I did either of you see? Have either of you seen anything about? Uh, I don't know if it would have been out yet or not, but uh, about any d- bump in DVR numbers, like of people that didn't watch uh. it just that night. 
I'd be interested to I see. I haven't seen any. They probably yeah, I would too, actually. Probably I would be in the next couple be days one, before we see the, the plus three numbers yeah. or whatever to see if it got, you know, where, you know, overall the audience is still not a lot, but it might have one of those, like, you know, 100%, you know, gain in audience, you know, that watched it. Which would be awesome. At, at some that, other that time. Could be, could be enough, but yeah. Happy Endings is it's in that arrested development spot where it's got three seasons of of the show, but yet if it doesn't get more past this one, it'll feel like you know it's gone too soon. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, then we'll be looking at TBS to pair it with Cougar Town, which would be awesome. Which that would be fantastic. I, I think this show would be great in that tighter thirteen episode. Because Cougar Town just went deeper into its own craziness when it got on TBS because it didn't have to worry about appealing to a broad audience. It said, we have our fans. We have our quirks. We're doing this. And and Happy Endings is the kind of show that, I mean, as we saw in that first episode, if they just went into their in-jokes, it's hilarious if you've been watching. If you haven't been watching, catch up because you want to be in on the joke. Um, and I think it would do great on cable. It would just be fantastic there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, uh... And these numbers would be good for, for TBS. They'd be happy with them, I think. <laughs> Yeah, if there's a way to work it out financially to 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 make the show even, you know, on a on a smaller, you know, 10 or 13 episode schedule or something where right. it, would, it would appear every every so often. Uh although, schedule it around Damon Wayans Jr.'s new schedule over a new girl when they hire him back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he could uh, well he could at least be a, a recurring guest star on the other, you know, in the period of time where he's not not recording. Uh, yeah. Any any new happy endings, but uh, yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be good. And, you mm-hmm. know, I, I'm all for as 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 much as we however much we can get of happy endings. It's yeah. absolutely. It's moved up. It's you know it's right up there in the top four or five comedies for me that uh, I I don't want to end anytime soon. Where it's at right now, I it's one of those rare shows that comes along where I am shocked it's not more popular. Yeah, I'd, every time the ratings come in and they're terrible, I'm like, "What? It, why is this not working? Everything's working on the show creatively. Why is no one watching? I don't understand it." Yeah, and then I, uh, when you bring in the the Last Man Standing ratings, it's just depressing. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. I mean, I even have uh, one of my friends that is like watched it a time or two and and doesn't think that it's all that funny, but yet she likes a lot of the same stuff that you know, like Friends and all these other. While this is a little more crazier version of something like Friends, it still has that same, you know, oh, yeah. uh, Friends vibe type of type of stuff. And I'm just like, really, <laughs> this show is. <laughs> I I would think the show would be right up your alley. How is it not working? I, maybe she watched like one of the like two bad episodes that they've ever done. <laughs> yeah, could be. It's bad timing. Bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we'll move on to the next show on the list, uh, which is the return of Doctor Who uh, after a really long, (laughs) even longer break than Revolution had in the middle of an even shorter season. Uh, Yeah, but they did give us a Christmas special to wet our Yeah, well, yeah, you did get that in the the middle. Uh, Season uh, 7, Episode 6, The Bells of St. John, uh, which was the mid-season premiere... Uh, so, uh, Jason, what did you think of uh, the return of Doctor Who? Uh, I, I geek out over this show. I'll be honest. So, it, it could even an episode if I'm watching it, I'm going this. This may be kind of dumb. 
you know, the villain of the week isn't always the most clever or brilliant. Um, but I still end up loving the episode. I love Matt Smith right now as the doctor. Uh, I like the, the new companion. I think she's, she's interesting. I like, I like that there's a mystery about her rather than just being a new person to cozy up to, you know, it's like, what is she? What's her story? How is she, you know, keep appearing in these different bodies or whatever it's whatever's going on so that's that's neat that there's now a mystery related to her um and I, but as far as i thought the 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 hover bike was a little weird a little corny but fun i guess <laughs> i think that's what it is doctor who is is it's almost like a, a kid's show and an adult show mixed together so you're gonna have weird little elements like that because they're visually fun and you just got to roll with it and for the most part, I thought it was a, a, a great return. It it had the energy and the excitement to to pull you back into that world. And but and, and by giving a whole new villain, I mean he granted technically not a new villain at the end with the reveal. But as far as what was happening was all new. It um it eased you into where even if you haven't been watching it, you're not wondering what a Suntaran is or you know the Daleks or any of that kind of stuff. It's just something kind of new and weird and and very tied with modern day technology and all that was I thought very cleverly done plus Matt Smith is just manic energy yeah and you definitely don't want to make you not want to click on the wrong Wi-Fi <laughs> oh I know if I ever see something that's not in English forget it yeah. I mean it it sort of takes and like if that anybody ever starts talking creepy yeah it sort of takes that basic you know sort of idea of like you shouldn't just jump on any open Wi-Fi thing that you ever see because you're just exposing your you know, your computer, your data to, you know, who knows who. Uh, and yeah. and then, you know, that's sort of just like a basic idea. And then it just spins something way off of off of it that was I thought was really well done. And and for a second, you thought she was going to die for a third time. <laughs> like I, I really did. <laughs> I mean, and that it was really going to be, you know, uh, add even more to that that mystery. But. Uh, Doctor Who remains uh, the fastest TV show on TV right now. It the pace, the pacing of everything. It just moves so fast, but yet you're able to to keep up with it. They, you know, they have a lot of fun with it. I love the new uh, companion. Uh, I I think uh, I think she's great, uh, and I I really like like you said having the mystery, you know, extra element around for that going forward that makes the it a little bit different uh you know anytime you have something where like the doctor <laughs> doesn't know you know doesn't have any clue as to what's going oh, yeah, that's on good stuff. you know <laughs> that's cuz you know he's been around <laughs> he's seen a lot of stuff and uh can you know like he said you know what part of time machine don't you understand you know he can uh he's he's been around a lot of places so i really like that and uh you know yeah happy to have it back for you know, a few weeks. What do you think, Stephanie? I thought it was a pretty good episode. Um, I'm also a big fan of this new companion, and I think it's very interesting that she has this mystery about her, and she's so peculiar, and the doctor doesn't understand how she's possible because she just has come up all these times, and how is it possible that she's the same person, but she still hasn't met him yet? And then this episode, we got to see 
her trying to figure out that he knew her already, but she didn't know who he was. And they were trying to feel each other out and what is going on here. She comes into the TARDIS, and which is beautifully redone with the blue. It's just fantastic, beautiful. And just trying to feel each other out and they're having they have a great chemistry together i think there's some good potential for some great storylines with them together but i'm very excited to see where it goes with her and with him it was a great episode i thought there were some things i didn't quite follow that well in the episode i didn't think it was the best kind of storyline to have for bringing it back but i thought it was an overall pretty good episode it's very disappointing that we only have, what, seven more this season and then we have to wait again? Yeah, <laughs> for, yeah for who knows how long and for for another, like, handful of episodes and then probably and then uh, it's kind of weird because, I mean, granted, you know, British shows usually do the short season, but when you have 13 episodes, it's kind of a long season <laughs> for, uh, for them, and, but yet they still piece it out in in two small small doses right and then like you said because it moves so fast you feel like it's over so yeah. quickly <laughs> yeah like because i remember the first half when it's like we're gonna say goodbye to amy and rory and it just felt like it, it suddenly it was over and they were gone i was yeah. like wow that that felt like two episodes yeah last week i mentioned uh i think it was last week or maybe the week before uh while watching the first half of the ncis la uh, red team you know potential spinoff episode that I was watching it while I was out of town and a slow episode that I was watching with commercials. And I wondered whether the commercials made it seem even slower than maybe it really was because I'm not used to watching the commercials, That the complete right. opposite with Dr. Who that watching it, but fast forwarding through the commercials, it just, <laughs> it just blazes right by. And oh, yeah. just, you know, even though it's the same it takes the same 42 43 minutes as any other show but yet just the the pacing at which things happen uh the music everything about the the thing is just all forward momentum you know in the, the, the in doctor the even talks fast yeah. just to keep it going <laughs> yeah he's yeah he's very manic he's all over the place uh yeah it just it just keeps keeps going uh that you're just like wow it's over. It's over already. Okay, uh, I can't wait till next week. All right, I think uh, we can move on from uh, Doctor Who. And the last thing on our list is the season three finale of The Walking Dead. Uh, this is episode sixteen. Welcome to the tombs. Uh, so, uh, Stephanie, what did you uh, what did you think of the way they ended this third season? Very interesting way that they ended it, and I just watched it today, but I think it was very polarizing. A lot of people are thinking that it was a terrible way to end a season of, it was really jam-packed and action-filled, and they probably killed the wrong people, and there's all kinds of negative feelings about it, and then there's other people that are thinking it was an okay thing, and it kind of sets up where they're going from here. But for me, I think it was a pretty good episode. Um, the character of Andrea is, is also another polarizing character. People have really come to either hate her or kind of like the way that she's taken things. But um, I was okay with her as a character. I think she had some missteps along the way, multiple missteps perhaps. But um, I was sad that she was gone because 
from what I've heard, she lives on the in the uh, novels for much longer. So that's kind of a, a sad thing for fans of the of the comic. But um, I thought it was a a pretty decent episode, and the governor is going crazy on everybody that he's with, and now he's definitely going to be around for a while longer. And a lot of people were thinking that he would be only for this season, but. Apparently he'll still be around and who knows where he's going to be because now they've driven past wherever they were. They're not going back to Woodbury with these two other guys that are still on his team. But um, it should be very interesting to see where they go. A very somber way to end the season, but I thought it was a, a decent episode. Very interesting kind of way to end it. How about you, Jason? Yeah, I, I appreciated that they <laughs> defied expectations because... I think the anticipation all season was that we were going to build this big battle and it was going to be this huge, explosive, destructive battle and the prison would get destroyed and the governor would die and it would, you know, basically end this chapter of the story. So by not doing that, I think they they kind of pulled the rug out from under the fans as far as expectations go. Um, I am one of those people who was very frustrated with the character of Andrea throughout um, well, not throughout. I'd say this season. She was a great character before this season, and somehow they broke her in so many ways. As a character, she was strong and independent, and then suddenly she was weak and swooning over <clears throat> a handsome governor, and then she died. And she's still alive in the comics and a very strong character, so it is kind of surprising to think about the show going on without her. But I, I like that they took that move. You know, They made such a big change, and the, the, everything that went down with the governor was very different from the way it went in the comics. And I think it's important to redefine the series and, and push it in new directions. They've done it a little bit in the past, but this appears to be setting up a very big difference to where even fans of the comics really have no idea what's coming. Uh, it was nice to see the governor go as dark as it seemed like he should have been going all along. But the fact that they gave him an arc to get there rather than introduce him as this crazy, I kind of liked. You know, he was always a little bit twisted, but, you know, he got pushed to this point to where now he's a ridiculously evil villain. And we have no it, – it's – what I like about it is he is he gunned down his own men and he takes off. And he's now so twisted, there's no way to predict what he'll do next. But we know he's coming back next season. Yeah, so it's going to be something. Yeah, when or where he'll show up. But, but yeah, it it definitely had the – um, I mean, I haven't read the comics, but it, it definitely had the feel from what I've heard about them that they've, you know, they're trying to go a different direction. But it also felt a little bit like they really liked the governor character and they didn't want to get rid of him yet. Uh, yes. But I think partially because uh, the character is finally like with all of a sudden just going off and just blowing away everybody sort of finally turned into what. I sort of had in my mind. From He's what finally I, become Darth Vader. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, from what I had heard about the character, you know, when everybody was like, oh, this season's going to have the governor. And, you know, and you'd hear people talking about what the character was like in the comics and and stuff. I think that over the course of the season, we've gotten to the point where he's that character. So now. Yeah, uh, exactly. Right. It'll be maybe you won't you know make it past another season, but uh it was definitely interesting. I thought the most interesting thing was uh, Carl yeah. in the episode because I'm I'm like I'm sort of in the middle there because it was like the kid was taking way too long to drop his weapon, <laughs> you know, 
Yeah. That you weren't really sure whether he was trying to hand it to him or whether he was what he was doing. I mean, he he did look scared. Well, yeah, he was but, told specifically to drop the weapon. Yeah, but if he would have dropped it, uh, then there wouldn't have been anything. But yet, it still was a little, uh, you know, pretty dark. For <laughs> I, I think it sets up an interesting arc for Carl, and he's kind of needed one to mm-hmm. where he can kind of have his own storyline as how is this affecting a kid. You know, as, as twisted as this world is. So I think that that could, if, if handled right, it could be a very good storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that was uh, that was definitely something to, for, you know, to look forward to uh, next season of where they're going to go with with that and, you know, what Rick is going to do <laughs> like after he finally came around to that it probably, <laughs> that he probably shouldn't have shot him. But, uh, uh, but yet Carl sort of lays lays out a few things like you can kind of see where Carl's coming from where he's like yeah well we've let a lot of people live and this come back to bite us in the ass you know well I love the look on Carl's face when the bus showed up at the end because you know there's a part of him that would go no 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 we don't we don't let any of these people in what are you doing <laughs> what's yeah what's what's with all these people this is this is too much uh so yeah I I thought it was interesting but it was also an interesting arc it, it, I it was nice to uh see rick no longer i'm assuming having visions of Lori uh is what it seemed to be showing by the end of the episode so maybe he's come back around a little bit to more to the sanity his sanity in this insane situation hopefully <laughs> but also you know what were they gonna do like they couldn't just leave necessarily leave all those people there because all the people that <laughs> well no because the governor would come back all charming and <laughs> yeah or or even after he shot all the other people he might just come back and just lay waste to the rest of the place you know oh yeah why and, not uh, <laughs> so I you know sort of the the older people the women the children uh, you know people that were stuck behind that weren't the you know the sort of the fighters of the group yeah, that's the sad thing is, is Rick didn't exactly build an army with that busload of people so. <laughs> If anything, they're weaker. Well, he did get the uh, um, Tyrese. Uh, yeah, he got Tyrese back, and he, he got him and his his sister. You know, so you got you got a, you added a couple to, and and it's sort of uh, the old nondescript group that they've always sort of had at Woodbury, and so you never know who, uh, besides the one woman right. that survived, uh, you never know who else could be. You know, they could just decide to cast Maybe somebody Carl and they become a a, from one of the kids yeah they'll become a a new member of you know sort of in the forefront of the group do, uh, do you think they'll kill half of these people or more next season these new people yeah <laughs> who knows it's uh what'll happen and that's at least one thing where you i i like you have no idea where the show uh is going um but yet it did end in a way that I'm interested to see what you know what's going to happen in the next season. I was a little disappointed in the, you know, sort of the Andrea death. Uh, I was hoping that we'd get that character back. And, yeah, I thought and, she did deserved redemption. And sort of the the I just wanted everybody to live explanation for what she'd been doing all season was you're like eh, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, it it didn't really. It didn't really do it for me, and uh, and and then all of a sudden, you know, like the rec- reconciliation between her and Michonne as she's dying, you know, as 
oh wait, we really were close. You know, had really become really close. You know, in those right. those eight months that we had been uh, surviving together out uh, after the end of the. the I'll, I'll prefer season. to remember the the Andrea after the farm, the, where she's running through the woods, being chased by zombies, killing them one by one, until yeah. Michonne <laughs> saves her. That Andrea kicked ass, and I liked her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd, I'd say the main disappointment was how quick. You know, granted, she had gotten sick and and stuff over the course while they were out, uh, you know, over that eight months before they ended up at Woodbury. Uh, but how quickly she seemed to not be that character, you know, and yeah. Michonne mm-hmm. became that Michonne sort of became that character, except a very quiet version of it where she was like, you know, something's not right here. But yet. Andrea wasn't. Didn't want to have, you know, didn't want to listen to it. She's like, this is a good thing. I'm safe. All of a sudden, like, she had this little bit of safety and it it overran every little, everything about her, you know, that had been developed until then. It just felt strange. Overall, I think it ended up being a good arc for the governor. Uh, Maybe a little slower than uh, needed to be. I'll I'll definitely agree with that. (laughs) Because there's been a few episodes here that sort of felt fillerish, you know, mm-hmm. where you just had a lot of people uh, sitting around talking and it didn't really, you know, like the Rick and governor episode. I mean, really that could have been like five minutes of an episode, you know, <laughs> like, but it ended up being most of an episode. Uh, so there were some, you know, missteps along the way, but I'm interested to see again, you know, since they're going to have another new person sort of guiding the ship as they go into yep. another season. It'll be interesting to see what they take from previous seasons and, and, uh, and stuff and where they go uh, in a, in a new season and, and how well it works. And for the most part, it seems like if, if they just kill a bunch of zombies every week, people are going to show up and watch. It doesn't seem to matter much about, uh, what no, other I don't think much story, of it else matters. <laughs> what other story is going on? The ratings just keep going up. It's inexplicable. Yeah, another you know, twelve something million people watch the the finale. Yeah. So set another record. So <laughs> which is pretty in, incredible. Granted, you know, next week H- happy when, endings had two point three million. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, you know, but next week when Mad Men takes over the Sunday time slot and and they get like maybe 2 million for their <laughs> big season premiere, you know, for the, this highly there, the, you know, that's been their like big show, you know, that changed the, their network. Uh, yeah. It, that, that's, that's the interesting thing that the, the, this intricate, you know, deep, you know, thought provoking, uh, period piece and, and practically nobody watches it, but, you kill some freaking zombies. <laughs> yeah, it says something about America, doesn't it? <laughs> I did like the I did like the ad at the end of uh at the end of The Walking Dead where they were showing you how Mad Men and Walking Dead were different. <laughs> or the uh I didn't watch that. Oh they, no. <laughs> they they had it was something they showed like uh I'm blanking on it now, but they 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 it was like a little scene from Walking Dead, you know, in you know, in, in the Mad Men they do such and such, but in this, they, they're doing this. And, uh, that was, I thought that was pretty funny, but yet 
would not get anybody that was watching The Walking Dead to go, oh, I'm going to tune in for the new season of Mad Men. Probably true. <laughs> a little bit of a different audience for those two shows. Yep. Definitely. Well, I think that'll do it for uh, The Walking Dead and uh, for our primetime segment. And we'll move on to our TV on DVD picks. Uh, these are uh, some things coming out on Tuesday, April 2nd and or the 9th. And uh, my pick is uh, The Dick Van Dyke Show, Season 1. Uh, it's coming out. It's actually coming out on Blu-ray. Uh, I don't know that you actually need it on Blu-ray, but <laughs> uh, if you're talking, you know, sort of classic comedies that are, uh, that you know, are still funny uh, today, that's uh, definitely worth uh, picking up. And uh, Steph, how about you? I'm going to pick the Bible miniseries, which just finished its run on the History Channel this week. And despite the fact that there were many, many inaccuracies in it, I thought they did a really great job of portraying the scenes of of the Bible story. So I enjoyed it very much. And Jason, your pick? I went with The Killing Season 2. Uh, I thought a lot of people unfairly abandoned the show after the first season failed to reveal the uh, who killed Rosie Larson. And so they have an opportunity to redeem themselves before the third season comes out. It actually, the second season was stronger than the first. It held together better. And they did, you know, give you a resolution to the mystery. So I don't see why you would abandon it halfway through. It's like throwing a mystery novel away in the middle. <laughs> yeah, like, so, you know. Yeah, I stuck around for the second half because while I was uh, uh, disappointed in that you didn't get a resolution at the end of the, the first season, it wasn't necessarily all about the resolution for me. I mean, a lot of... The show was uh, the interesting characters and a different way of looking at sort of this uh, a crime and how it affects the people investigating it. You know, the people that lost somebody, uh, the people that are being investigated and, you know, with the, the ability to spend more time going into those things than you would do, you know, solving a case in an hour uh, on a, right. you know, your, your standard. Procedural. That's what I enjoyed about it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it after a while, you know, going into a second season makes the overall story sort of drag a little bit. Uh, I still found it uh, it interesting. I kind of hope that with season three, that you know, it's a new case. I kind of hope that it's a season long case. I think I think the show I, would I be will be. <laughs> I think the show would actually be more interesting that way if you. If you piece out a case over, you know, thirteen episode arc, as a as opposed to twenty six, right. uh, that's a you know, that's doing sort of like a murder one type of thing and doing one case over the course of a twenty four episode season. Uh, there's a lot of time, a lot of time to get bogged down, and there's also a lot of time to know that this person probably isn't going to be the person, you know, when it's episode five. Oh yeah, well, red uh, herrings are important. <laughs> but yeah, the the season killing two, uh, I I you know especially if you watch season one and never saw the resolution, it's worth watching the uh, the the second half. And uh, I'm I'm still looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with the third season. So love the characters, so I'm I'm on board for that. The lead too. They're the only ones coming back, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because with the new mystery, that that's that's the thing that I think is interesting to me is you have a couple of people that you you know that go that would go from season to season, but you have a new group of people to learn about in each subsequent season. I think is a 
is a really good way to and different way to go at this type of uh you know this type of murder mystery show and with uh, that uh, we'll uh We've kind of come to the end of the podcast. You can find links to, to any of those DVD sets at uh, at tvtimes3.com slash 175 in the show notes. Or you can uh, just head over to uh, tvtimes3.com slash Amazon and uh, start your purchasing there. Uh, anything you purchase uh, does help out the, the podcast to help us pay for uh, hosting and whatnot. Uh, we get a, a small percentage, so it's sort of the uh, win-win-win situation. Amazon makes a sale. You get the same deal you would get if you just went to Amazon. And if you go through our link, we get a small percentage to help uh, keep the podcast going. And with that, uh, the last thing, a little note on next week's episode. Amory will be back with me. And uh, our guest will be uh, Mo Ryan, who is the TV critic at the Huffington Post. And she's one of the Ryans in the Talking TV with Ryan and Ryan podcast. And uh, I'd like to thank both uh, Stephanie and Jason again for uh, joining me. On the podcast, it's my pleasure. Yeah. It was fun. And once again, you can—I'll have uh, links to where you can find them in the show notes. And uh, to close things out, uh, the opening and closing music is provided by IODA Promonet. The song is "TV Party" by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title, put out by Yellow Dog Records. And uh, that'll do it until next week. We sit glued to the TV set all night and every day. Why go into the outside world at all? Nothing better to do than watch TV and have a couple of brews.